Hey, everyone. Welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life, except this week we're doing something a little bit different, and we are throwing it back to an earlier episode, uh, one from almost two years ago, uh, where we talk about sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. (laughs) It's the uh, famous, famous, you know, around the world now, everyone knows that making cookies is now what we refer to as having some special time in the bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, this this podcast is responsible for originating this uh, metaphor that has turned into code language for our friends. Making cookies. There we go. But what's better than chocolate chip cookies? Mm, what do you mean by that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, also, before we turn it over, um, we want to announce that we have contacted the winners from the book giveaway of God, Marriage, and Family by Woo-hoo. Andreas Kostenberger. And we are launching a new book giveaway as of right now. And so, uh, again, we have, we have partnered with Crossway Books. And they have uh, agreed to give away several copies of these various marriage books, and uh, we're really thankful for that. And so we want to announce that next week we're going to be talking about the book called uh, What Did You Expect? Yes. By Paul David Tripp. And I expected something better than this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So that's the book. And what? you can uh, be a, you can have a chance to win that book. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can go and see, there'll be ads out on Facebook, on Instagram, where you can enter to win a copy of this book, What Did You Expect? But also you can look for um, our Thriving Marriage Facebook page. You can go there and there'll be a way to submit your name and tag friends and share so that we can get some of these copies, which have been generously given to us, that we can pass out to some of the listeners. Yeah, that's good. All right, shall we throw it over to the younger versions of us <laughs> two yes. years ago? Yes. I mean, we're so, just think about it. How much older and wiser are we today than we were two years ago? So much, vastly Man. different. And I'm kind of embarrassed to think about what we even would have said uh, two years ago about sex. Well, listen in now. Yeah. All right. It should be good. Enjoy. All right. See ya. See ya. Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. And this is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life. And today we've got a topic. A hot topic. That is (laughs) sex. That is what it is. (laughs) We want to talk about sex here on the show today because it's a really important thing to talk about. And so important that Bethany, you just recently uh, taught about sex to the women of the Thrive Marriage Ministry. And I guess let's just start it off by you explaining why you picked that topic. Yeah, I think it's an important topic to talk about. Um, One, because the world throws very different messages out there than what the Bible says about it. So partly it's just we're hearing growing up and, and surrounding ourselves in a world that talks about sex all the time in our culture and want to look at what the Bible says about it. They've taken something and twisted it and and corrupted it. So yes. Also, it can be a challenging aspect in marriage. There seems to be a lot of marriages where this part of the marriage is tricky for whatever reason. There's, you know, excuses or years have gone on and bad habits have formed or there even has been hard things 
um, in their thinking or in what they grew up learning about that has affected this area of life. So there just seems to be difficulties on a broad spectrum coming into the marriage relationship. Right. And I think you also mentioned that um, people have various forms of history and struggles and challenges that impact them today. Yeah. And so we acknowledge that just right up front that this is a delicate issue for a lot of people because of various forms of hurt in the past. And uh, that certainly is brought into the marriage relationship and has an impact on your sex life as husband and wife. Yeah. So we want to ask the question, how do we have a vibrant sex life as married couples? How do we live according to what God's word says? And how do we make sure that we don't neglect this important part of our marriage? Yeah. We recognize there's a lot of different directions this discussion could go. And we're basically going to limit our discussion to some practical suggestions for how to have a vibrant sex life. So- all right. What, well, what's, what's, num- <laughs> what's your first suggestion? What's number one on the list? <laughs> I think number one is uh, just to cultivate the relationship. If you want to have a good sexual relationship, you need to make sure your relationship with your spouse is growing. It's enjoyable. There's time spent on it. Um, We've referenced before date nights. You know, those are being an important part of it. Um, Intimate times of just talking about serious issues, laughing together, having fun. I mean, there needs to be a relationship that's growing and not stagnant. Totally. In order to have a good sex life. Absolutely. And there's a little bit of circular reasoning here, but having sex helps you to come together and to have a close relationship. But if you don't have a close relationship to begin with, Mm -hmm. then it's less likely that you're going to have a vibrant sex life. So what we're proposing here is create that sort of relationship where you enjoy your spouse, you have fun with your spouse, you like being around your spouse and you want to spend time with them outside of the bedroom Mm -hmm. so that when you get to the bedroom, you are... Uh, more likely to engage in these sorts of activities in the bedroom. (laughs) But just, I don't know, for example, the other day we were having fun together. The kids were in bed and Mm -hmm. we were just sitting on the couch and and it was like, hey, let's make some cookies. From scratch. This is wild right now. It's like nine o'clock. We had to get off the couch, get up, but we did it together. Yeah. So we started making cookies and that was really fun. We were Mm -hmm. were enjoying our time together. I'm giving you a hard time about not doing everything right. Right. Teasing each other. Yeah. You and, being my sous chef, me being your sous yeah. chef. Well, we know what the answer game. to that is. But, right. <laughs> and, and then, you know, one thing led to another and it ended up being... A nice a time. <laughs> more than cookies. More than cookies. That's right. true. Went beyond the cookies. Right. And so I think that's one thing is to cultivate the relationship. Uh, two, a second thing is to expect and plan mm-hmm. for sex mm-hmm. in your relationship. Maybe you should talk about that. First, I maybe expect and plan on it every day. And- <laughs> True. Well, one of the quotes that I brought up in the in the message I spoke to the ladies about was that men think about it once a day. Think about it daily on average. But women tend to think about it once a week. Mm. So right there, you just have a different um, focus maybe or think, thinking about it. And so um, 
we as wives need to make sure that we realize that this is a, a part of our marriage that we don't want to neglect. We want to plan for it. You know, just like we plan for other things. We plan to do the laundry, we plan to do the dishes. Those things are important, right? We also planned to hang out with our spouse. We plan to hang out with our kids and teach them. I mean, there's a lot of things that we're doing in marriage and make sure that we don't neglect planning for this intimate time and making sure that it's in our thoughts and on our calendars or on our, our hearts of something that we want to do and something we want to be yeah, part of. We can't just it's overlook important. it. Exactly. Because exactly. it's important. Yeah. But then, so let me ask you this. If it is something that is scheduled and planned, it's on the calendar, <laughs> right. how do we avoid turning that into another to-do item to check off the list and just to kind of go through the motions and, all right, fine, this is our, our scheduled time to do this. Let's get it done. That's a really good question because there is an element of sometimes it just needs to be on the schedule or in our thinking. We need to make sure that it's a part of our our planning for the week or for our, you know, the, I don't know, the day. But we also want to grow in our love for one another and realize that this is um, time well spent together. This is the glue that holds the marriage together in some ways. You know, it unites us. It helps us to be one and um, to just have a great relationship. So we have to plan, but we also don't want it to just be a checklist duty that we're, okay, I guess I begrudgingly have to do this. So there's a balance mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And so, I don't know, maybe an analogy is sometimes we feel like reading our Bibles. Sometimes we don't feel like reading our Bibles, but we've made a commitment. We want to do it. We schedule it and we do it every day, regardless of how we feel. And so maybe there's times when one or the other, this could go for husbands or for wives, doesn't feel like it, but they've made a commitment. It's an important thing. And so they do it. I guess the concerning thing is if it's like that every time. Yeah. If every time you go to have sex, it's like out of obligation, mm. then I think you've got a problem that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, some of the suggestions that I gave was to start thinking about it, praying about it, start even reading, you know, Song of Solomon, start asking the Lord to grow your desire for this area. Great. If you've had kids and, you know, all of a sudden you're tired, distracted, or you're just worn out by the end of the day. And so it's become more of a chore you know, take that to the Lord because he wants married couples to have sex regularly. And so that's a prayer he wants to answer if you want that, if you ask him for more of a desire. Yeah. And there's a lot of problems that come as a result of not having regular sex. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. So a third thing that we want to propose here is to be good in your marriage about verbalizing stuff that's on your heart, having good communication. hmm about sex in particular, and I guess about anything and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can't be a, I don't know, a hush-hush area where it's like, we don't talk about that. Or if you're having frustrations or struggles or problems to be able to talk about that with your spouse. Mm -hmm. To open up those communication lines and just share what's on your heart, what you're thinking about. And that will help so much, just the whole process, getting into it and Right. Because it can be really easy to have frustrations or fears or struggles and just bury those, not talk about them, sit on those for weeks or months or in some cases years and, and then wonder why the sex life is hard. 
Yeah, and I think that comes back to just remembering that sex is good. It was created by God, and it's not a shameful or bad thing. It can be talked about because God designed it for marriage. Mm -hmm. So when it's done between, you know, husband and a wife in the right context, Mm -hmm. then it's something where you're glorifying God, something that he's pleased with. So to talk about it isn't, you know, bad or scary or something that we need to stay away from. And I think that happens a lot, but rather be able to communicate about it because we realize that this is something God intends for our marriages. He wants us to be doing this. Yeah. It's a good thing for marriage. And it's a beautiful thing that God has created to be enjoyed within the marriage context. Mm -hmm. Preach it. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) The last thing is to make sure that you have an appropriate mentality and Specifically, you view it as for your spouse, mm. not for yourself. Yeah. Ooh, that, and that's totally against what the world would say. I think the messages we hear about that is, you know, this is something that you need for yourself and your enjoyment. But rather, the Bible says, make sure you're thinking about your spouse, and this is an opportunity to serve and love them and put their needs above your own and make sure that that kind of is in your thinking so that it's not just coming at it is what I, you know, what can I get out of it, but rather what can I give in order to love and to serve my spouse? Yeah. First Corinthians seven addresses this head on. It says the husband should give to his wife, her conjugal rights. Maybe a word that we don't typically use in our vernacular. And likewise, the wife to her husband for the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but the wife does. And so do not deprive one another, except by agreement for a limited time. So what you have here in this 1 Corinthians chapter 7 is a clear teaching that my body is for you and your body is for me within marriage. And um So sex is about how I can please you and how I can give something good to you. It's not about what I get from it. Mm -hmm. And that right there is night and day different than the message of the world. Yeah, totally. I guess the reason we bring that up is you can quench a vibrant sex life if you're viewing it as all about me and what I get out of it. Right, yeah. So much of things in marriage would be quenched. Having said all that, we acknowledge that there are serious challenges to having a a great sex life in your marriage. (laughs) I mean, we've had four babies. Mm. Every time there's a baby that comes in the the recovery weeks and months that follow the delivery, that has made, well, and the whole pregnancy leading up to it, that has major effects Mm -hmm. on Uh, having a sex life as a couple, just being busy and tired and exhausted or various sicknesses that come. Yeah, I think some of these things are legitimate and some of these things are end up being excuses, but we do realize that there are challenges. I mean, even just the whole, you know, terrible issue of, of trauma and just something where something difficult either when you were young growing up or previous sexual sin, bringing that into a marriage or even, you know, I don't know, trauma within a marriage can make things very challenging, this area very challenging. But that's where we go back to wanting to make sure we follow what God's word says and work through it with our spouse. We talk about it and we don't just, um, you know, neglect it or, or pretend that these things didn't happen, but make sure we 
we open up that communication. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, serious topic and also just a really important thing. So have a conversation with your spouse about this and it could be the case that you ought to seek out biblical counseling. If there's ongoing issues or struggles in this area, bring someone else in to the conversation who can help. Yeah. And I, women may be afraid to bring this up, but don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask someone to meet up with them and to, to get some counsel and advice about it. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us today in our topic, and we hope you have a great day. All right. See you later. <laughs>